was the Real to Real Walk family, and we are back again with yet another episode. Come on. Another episode full of crinkum crankum. Another episode where Eman's back in the studs. Back, we back, we back. Another episode where we're about to bring you some good wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Amen. Another episode of Chat to Me Nice or Don't Chat at All. <laughs> Another episode of We Have Money to Make This Year because Come inflation on. is hitting us. Come on. Another episode of Be a Christian or Don't Be Nothing at All. Yes. Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And obviously your girl Ore is not about today, but we move, we move. She sends all of her love and all of her greetings. She misses all of you lot completely. Mm. Right, so today we're going to jump into an episode. We're going to be discussing um, men and manhood really, really quickly. Okay. We want to talk about um, um, what it looks like from going to a boy to a man, at yeah. which point did you realise you were becoming a man and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But before then, we've got to start off with a segment, man, with the Everybody Is Mad segment. And mm. there's one thing I need to throw out there and we need to discuss, bro. Mm. And that's the Grammys, bro. Mm. I was yeah. seeing some uproar about the Grammys, <laughs> Mav City. Yeah. Everyone was complaining about Mav City. Mm. And more time, when I see some of this stuff here, yeah, I try not to spend so much time on social media because I know people on Twitter, everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. Everybody's a pastor. Everybody's the smartest. <laughs> Everybody knows right from wrong. So I try not to dive too much on social media. And I, yeah. and I thought, you know what, let me hold this. Have a cover, have a reasonable mature conversation here on the pod, mm-hmm. and 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 talk things through. Yeah, but I do think it's mad that there's such an uproar over Mav City. I think it was not too long ago when um, Charlie Moore was was getting stick. Yeah, and I feel like we're back here again. Before yeah. it was him and his wife. Now it's something else. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think maybe people just have a, a vendetta against ministers, um, <laughs> or, or some issue against against ministers. Because clearly that's what I think it is. Uh, however. However, maybe what Mav City is wrong. So look, you tell me from your view. What, what's your thoughts on the Mav City and, and the Grammy stuff? So, so I've had I've had a few discussions about this, and I think that I personally, if I'm if I'm gonna be honest, I think it was it wasn't the smartest move for them to to. Um, what did they do first of all? What, what's the issue? Clear they, it out for the people. They um, what do you call it? Is what's his name? Quavo. Quavo was doing um the, his tribute song for Takeoff. Yeah. And then um, obviously he had you know, Mavia Chandler come and be you know to be doing singing or vocals over the song, um, so obviously that's that's where they've that's where they've mainly caught the stick. Mm. Um, then part of the stick is also that you know from that people are you know going on about the, how Mav City are worldly, and you know worldliness they're too connected to you know artists and people in the world. And then on top of that, um, um, I was going to say Matt Chandler. What's his name? Chandler Moore. Um, his wife, her dress was... Huh. At the Grammys. Yeah, her outfit. I can't lie, man. Like a bodycon, I think. She was wearing... Basically, it was like it was like a golden dress, mm. but the, the underneath was like a golden swimsuit. So That's the best way I can to describe to you. It's like a bikini kind of swimsuit type of thing. So it was. Let me see if I under her dress, or that's what she was wearing. Outside. So it was that was under that was a gold that was a gold bit under, mm-hmm. and then um, on top was like a golden translucent wow. thing mm-hmm. that yeah. Anyway, Sha, 
I'll send I'll send I'll send it to you so you can see for yourself. Yeah, I'm even googling it now to see. But um, yeah, ah, she, yeah, I can't lie, she she messed up for real, man. She but that one was that one was a blunder. Even even me, I don't care. Like that's yeah, it's a serious mess up. Um, uh, yeah, let me send, send it to you on Insta now. Ah, yeah, she yeah, that one, Omar, she yeah, she she really messed up with that one. So. Um, obviously, so they were getting... Ah, ah, bro. Yeah. You get on to her for this. They were getting on to her for that. because of this, Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't... I, I, to be honest, Is I... Is that can't... a pant? <laughs> pant oh, where? Oh, not a pant. Oh, it's the shape of a, the, the slim... The swimsuit distant. I think to get on to her for this is a reach, though, bro. Bro, I, you can this see. This is what I think people. If people are getting on top of this, bro, bro this is her all her legs, bro. Yeah, that's what that's what I but I saw that I was thinking is that a pant, but it's not. Yeah, that that's her leg from the top to the bottom. <laughs> bro, yeah. like, bro, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like the I, reason the reason why I think the reason why I think it's a bit harsh, yeah. Yeah. If she wasn't wearing that, she got into the swim. Yeah. You see her legs. Yeah, but this is the this is the Grammys though. This is this is this is a dress up event. And furthermore... Oh, are they getting on Twitter to say it's tacky or that she's showing too much? Yeah, she's showing too much. So, obviously, if you look in the comments, you'll see stuff about modesty and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but the people say modesty, what do they dress like? What are they dressing like? No, no, like? no, no. But let's focus on her. For, the, for, oh, let's okay, focus okay. on what she's wearing, though. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. For me, you've just thrown yourself... You've just thrown yourself into... There's, there's there's small, small risky stuff like, you know, some ladies, they might show small, small cleavage or whatever mm. and, yeah, they might get some stick for that. But this one, we can see your leg from the top to the bottom. Like, no, it's she, not even... I think she knows as well because in that, in that second video... Yeah, in the second yeah, video. You can for see me, her covering... I was like, you look a bit like... You look a bit uncomfortable. I'm not a body language expert, but I'm just <laughs> like, look, for me, I can't lie, you're going to have to hold that L. For me, yeah. in my opinion, you're going to have to hold that L. That's something... Like, obviously, as believers, we know that, you know, unbelievers are going to wear madness, whatnot. So... The hyper focus at the Grammys is always going to be like, okay, cool. What are Christians going to do? How are they going to behave? Who are they going to do? Any collaborations? Is she a um, Christian? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like for me, this was, yeah, that that one. Like I said, that's an L that they're both going to have to firm. Um, that well, that doesn't one doesn't want the backlash though. That's the thing. I don't know, man. Because then it comes down to obviously that one there. Studying it properly now, I can see why. People feel away because yeah. even from that second video, the way she's covering her uh, uh, <laughs> uh, nun, you can tell that yeah, she's not fully comfortable because there's cameras in front of her and mm -hmm. you're trying to cover. Do you know what I mean? So clearly there's there's something not right there completely. But right. does it warrant a backlash though? But that's that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a group of things. It's it's the fact that Mav City, they they look like they've compromised. You know. So let's talk on that, on that Mav City thing. Yeah. Because obviously I was having this conversation with one of my mates who obviously. Yeah. Um, brought to my attention the whole um, Mav City Quavo takeoff. Yeah. yeah, and I said to him, "There's probably a greater conversation that needs to be had here." Yeah, and that greater conversation is Christians in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one can argue, and I know, well, I don't know, but I think Mav City obviously got paid to do the job. Okay, obviously, one hundred percent. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's Mav City. Oh yeah, we're doing this because this is ministry for us. Yeah, you you've come to us. Many choirs will take it. Do you yeah. know what I mean, you've come to us with a job. Like choirs, there's Christians BVing, 
And let me not mention an artist before people come to me and say, oh my God. But there's Christians BVing mm. for, for gospel, for American artists. Yeah. There's Christians who grew up in church that are musicians for um, Afrobeat artists, American yeah. artists. Yeah. There should be a conversation around that as well because obviously Mav City are just getting paid to do a gig. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of them could also be session singers. Mm. So they're getting paid to do a particular job. Yeah. That might not necessarily be seen as ministry to them. Yeah. And then there's obviously, there's Christians like me and you mm-hmm. who go to our normal day jobs. Is yeah. everything that we're doing, does it reflect Christ in our day jobs? Yeah. Or is it because we're not as big as Math City that it's not going to be popularised? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. The, it's obvious, it goes back to the age-old secular versus sacred uh, debate. And that one, we could be here, you know, for a million years. It's, it's always going to be a polarising conversation. Um, and I think it's, it's... However you chop and slice it, it's always going to be techie. You know, from on a basic level, you know, us, we're, we're using iPhones. You know, the founder of an iPhone, of the iPhone, um, mm-hmm. Apple, was not a believer, mm-hmm. far from it, and believed in you know some you know some other things like, mm. um, and but we buy iPhones, so mm. we're we're buying into that. Are we, so are we buying into the work of Satan, mm. people that wear you know the designer brands wear, yeah. and whatnot. These are they're, they're run by unbelievers. The banks that you put your money into, you know, mm. arguably some of them are connected with people that. A lot of them you are know, connected. Run with, the yeah. world and are into some serious levels of Freemasonry, witchcraft. So where where does where the do line get the line? drawn? That's what I'm saying. It's a very techie thing. I do want to say though, I with what you're saying, I agree. But I think there's a piece of you know, with Mav City, I was say, I was saying I was you know I was saying this to my wife. I was like, maybe maybe they thought it's maybe they thought this was an opportunity to minister to to Quavo. Whilst he obviously it's a tribute to a friend he's lost, mm. even though yes they're getting paid for that. That's the industry. They're in the industry. Money, money will always be there. But maybe they thought it was an opportunity to kind of minister and also use that opportunity to minister to people. Mm. So maybe they thought, okay, cool. Like yeah, Quavo's given us an opportunity. Maybe let's use that. Let's spin it but then the at brand. the same time, it could be a brand thing. Maybe it could be a thing of yeah, Mav City. We wanna, we wanna you know, diversify our yeah. audience much more. So mm. I don't know. That's why I don't want to speak too much. it could be like a, a light and a darkness sort of thing? Yeah, sort of thing. But then it's still like, my man was talking about, you know, the madnesses that, you know, Quavo was talking about the stuff that him and Takeoff used to do. And then, you know, with Chandler singing on it, it's kind of like, so... Oh, what? is it like one song, yeah? Yeah, so it's kind of like, do you endorse it? Are you behind it? Because you're singing on the tune. Mm. You know, they were talking about, you know, smoking weed and all of that kind of stuff. Quavo was about smoking weed. Yeah. And Bob City was singing on the hook. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a bit, it's a bit like, how they, they used to smoke weed together and, and yeah, man was singing. So, that's what, what I'm saying. That's it's, rough play. What was Quavo, what was um, Mav City singing? I know my mate told me he, he said something like, we'll see you in heaven or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, that's, that's Takeoff wasn't much a as, Christian. Yeah, so... That's, yeah, that's yeah. It's all for me. I just think it was a ri- it was a risky thing. It was a risky thing. Obviously, but the Chan- Christians have worked with um, secular artists before, though. Yeah, Tasha Cobbs has worked with who she worked with. Um, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, she worked with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> that one. That Kira one. Shears worked with Missy Elliott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, there's loads, loads. Snoop Dogg has done tunes with. Um, oh goodness me. I can't even remember. Yeah, Snoop's definitely done something. But um, 
Yo guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast, this is just a quick one about Sunday, remember the Games Night slash Arcade Party is this Sunday, it's all going down, we're celebrating four years of podded, can't believe we've been podcasting for four years, but we're going to celebrate and we want to celebrate with you, we can't wait to see you all, those of you that have got tickets, we can't wait to see you, can't wait to vibes with you, can't wait to have some fun, play some games, listen to some music, have a good old laugh, it's going to be late, if you ain't got your tickets, you need to get yours ASAP. That's this Sunday. Doors open at six. Let's have some fun. Let's make new friends and let's have a good time. He's done. He's done. Um, he's jumped or featured on mm. gospel songs, and he's got Christians to feature on his songs. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a, we do see a lot of that. I just think because, in my opinion, I think Mav City are the new Hillsong. Mm. I think they they they've now got gotten to a level where they're the new Hillsong, mm. and I think they're just under a greater level of scrutiny because mm. they're kind of forefront in the way for contemporary Christian music. And so because they're in the headlights, all the energy is going to get directed to them, in my opinion. Is it is it good energy? Um, I think it's mixed because mm. obviously we know that we see from, you know, the videos and, you know, their posts, they get the views. They won, they, they won a few Grammys, you know. So this is not this is not small talk. Like they're doing very big things, but at the same time, if you're if you're if you're doing well, you, as much as you get hit with good um good um bad criticism will come. Yeah, good support, bad criticism will come. come yeah. you know, and these we, guys, yeah. We were supposed to obviously, like I mentioned, talk about like maturity and manhood, but I think we can probably hold it to another episode. I think yeah. we can probably stay here. To be yeah. fair. I think with what you're saying, obviously, about Mav City, mm. and I think just, like, ministers in general, or leaders, pastors in general, mm. I do think you can get to a point where you have to cross over into into a different space. Okay. Like, if we look at Bishop T.D. Jakes, there's no way you can lock Bishop T.D. Jakes in the, in the church and the church alone. He had to cross over. Okay. Well, he didn't have to, yeah. but the world received him so much yeah. that, bro, he transcended, bro. He's gone beyond... Um, um, Jamal is it Jamal Francis? Is that his name? Who? Um, the preacher, Jamal the Bryant. No, um, what's the one that does? Um, he churches in Kilburn. What's his name again? Oh, oh, Bishop John Francis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah him, him is another one. Yeah. Started in the church. Yeah. Everything was church. Yeah. At, at some point, he got to a level where he just went beyond, and yeah. now he's he's in he's in meetings with politicians, that mm. sort of stuff. Yeah. And now you're obviously you're obviously able to have impact. Yeah. Back in the day Ash Pastor Shimalowo here yeah. as well. Yeah. Started off in the church, but then it got to a place where he started connecting with with leaders outside of their faith. Yeah. I do think that as Christians, probably main, mainly leaders and ministers, I think those things need to happen. Because if we are gonna For influ- what reason? if For- we are gonna influence the world, we yeah. need to be in them spaces. Yeah. If we are gonna have some sort of influence we can't be stuck within the church because the church isn't isn't having enough impact on the world to keep ourselves to ourselves. Like Bishop T.D. Jakes, for example, yeah. he's produced films, he's directed films, mm. so you can easily exert his influence through through film, for example. Yeah. Or if you're in meetings, like let's say yourself, for example, mm. if God willing you're still doing this ministry in 10 years' time, for example, mm. you might actually be in a place where you're in rooms with politicians and you're able to affect change on a wider scale. Right. But we can't do that if we're if we're still stuck within a church. It, I I think it all depends down to to what God has called you to. You know, 
because I don't I don't I, I think that there are some people God has called to church. I think there's some people God has called to church and and minister in different spaces in the world. I think there's some people who are Christians who are called to minister to to those in the world primarily, not forsaking you know the fellowship of of the brethren but god has called them really out there they're not they're not worship leaders they're not ushers in the church they're not they're not ministers they're not nothing they're just you know committed members of a local church but they're just out there so i think there's different people that have been called to different spaces i don't think all i don't think all church leaders have been called to that i think the the, the ones that you have used the ones that are called to, to both yeah the ones that are called to both they're very they're they're unique and we see good and bad examples of, of them. I think over time we've seen good and bad examples. We've seen some who've gone out into the world and maybe maybe not politicians, but maybe they've gone into the business world and they've been very effective. They've they've you know um, they've they've shone their light in those dark spaces and they've done well. And there, there's some who've gone into those spaces and they've compromised like mad. Mm. It's kind of like okay, so are you a believer or? Are you, is this for Jesus or are you doing this for your, let's say for those who have gotten into politics, are you doing it for your political ambition? Are you doing it to, to sit at tables with popular people so that you can know popular people and you've got them in your back pocket? Um, are, are you doing it, you know, for, for you know, church leaders who are maybe in the music industry? Are you mm. going into the music industry because um, you can sing good and and that's about it. Is, is it about, you know, is it truly about shining your light or is it really about, you know, selfish ambition? And I think that's where, you know, a lot of believers kind of trip up because it gets to a point where they're good at what they do in the world and then selfish ambition gets into the way. And selfish ambition, I don't believe that a lot of believers want to find themselves in that position where so you're, you're, you're selfishly choosing your will over God's will, but it's a very slippery slope. It's just certain actions, certain people in your ear, you know, certain people following you, certain people pushing your stuff, certain collaborations, and then before you know it, it's just like, yeah, I, I don't need to pray today. I don't need to read the word today. Yeah, I don't, true. You know, I'm, I made myself, I'm self-made, and then before you know it, mm. people but are like, yeah, at, I'm <clears> questioning my faith, and then you're done. If you look at, obviously, the Mav City, um, uh, group, for example, mm. they obviously started off in the church, etc. You obviously yeah. compare them to like the Hillsong, for example. Yeah. But it's clear now they've break, they've broken free into the industry. Yeah. Obviously, how you cope and how you handle the industry, that's that's down to you as a group, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But I think that's obviously shown. I would imagine that they would have impacted the industry and the world as a whole just for yeah. being in that space yeah there's loads of there's loads of non-christian we know loads of non-christian would have watched the grammys mm. and for wow yeah i want i want more of mav city yeah because of how they made me feel during this moment mm. um because of the emotion that they evoked i'm not seeing the performance i'm just assuming they evoke emotion yeah but because of the emotion they evoked i would think loads of people might think oh i want i want more of this yeah you know what i mean yeah so from a from a people from a viewer perspective they could have done them good favors, and even from an industry perspective, loads of other people in the industry might want to work with Mav City. Yeah. And obviously, you've been to studio sessions. You know what happens. What people mm. talk about in studio. Yeah. And then they might be able to obviously have some sort of influence. Yeah. Maybe obviously this this Quavo song they had they couldn't have much influence because mm. Quavo's still talking about smoking weed. Mm. But maybe long term, they might be able to obviously have some sort of influence on the industry, their peers, yeah. viewers and stuff. Yeah. I think I agree. I agree with that. And I think 
ideally that's that's really what should be happening but what we've seen in america anyway we've seen a long list of you know believers who have said oh yeah i'm connecting with this person or we see them you know whether it's an insta post or you know a magazine where you see oh kirk franklin was with so and so mm. it's like oh i'll give you a prime example um carl lentz and justin bieber um Carl Lentz, the pastor that used to, or the guy that used to pastor Hillsong, New York, before yeah. that scandal that happened. And everyone was like, yo, this is the pastor of Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, he's mentoring this guy. And at that time, like, I remember early days, like, Justin Bieber was still moving wild. And this is not to say that um, people can't journey with God, but Carl Lentz was immediately getting sick. Yo, this is your guy. Like, he's in the strip club. This is your guy. He's still doing weed. This is your guy that you're mentoring and he's he's still singing songs about sex and mm. all of these mad things. Even after a couple of years, it, the, the pressure still went back to Carl Lentz. Um, but there's loads of other examples. Kirk Franklin has had a lot of stick. Loads of gospel artists, Tasha Cobbs has had this stick as well. Mm. They are, gospel artists have, have been in spaces where people expected them to be the light and then the people that they're supposedly mentoring or ministering to are doing the complete opposite. And I think two things. This is, this is my two thoughts. On one hand, it's like, yes, you have to, for, you have to remember, sorry, that God journeys with people right so god journeys with people the things that people are struggling with god journeys with them brings healing brings deliverance all of that kind of stuff sometimes some people's processes might be quicker than others but then on the other hand you might look at that situation and go but you've been with them they're still their mouth they've got still got potty mouths they're still it feels like as you became friends with them or mentors to them or whatever you want to call, they're getting worse than what they were before. Mm. So how are you shining your light when it doesn't even, it, I can't even see a clear difference mm. it, or some sort of difference that is tangible enough. Mm. And this is where it, it's, it's a hard one because it's kind of like, yes, you know, we know by scripture, it says by their fruits, we shall know them. So there's a, le there is a level of fruit that we should be able to judge by. Mm. But then at the same time, I feel like, some Christians are just skeptics because they've seen a lot of Christians are becoming more skeptical because they're like, well, we've been watching. We've been watching bare of you guys out there that have been mm, in the public mm. with these these unbelievers mm. and we ain't seeing anything. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. It's conflicting for me because I, do I hear both sides of the, I hear both yeah. arguments. I definitely do agree. I do think, obviously, if you, are, if you are mentoring these people, there needs to be some sort of change within the mentee. They need, you need to obviously be able to have an influence over the mentee. Otherwise, what are you doing here? Mm. On the flip side, though, like Carl Lentz, for example, was he actually Justin Bieber's pastor or was, pastor, or was Justin Bieber just attending his church? No, Justin Bieber was just, from, from all common knowledge, he was his pastor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, that's different to like him being, Carl Lentz being a mentor, though. Pastor, that could just give him Justin Bieber just attended his church. No, but, but, but pastor is... And look how big the church is, bro. What, what, <laughs> yes, but then at the same time, we know how favouritism works. We know how elitism works. Justin Bieber is a member of your church. There's no way as a pastor that... Oh, yeah, of course, of course. You know, but I don't know. As, as a pastor, though, I was going to say, as a pastor, the word... That, that word means to shepherd people. Mm -hmm. So you can't, it's not just about being a member of my local church assembly. As a pastor, you're a shepherd. Even if you have a big church, as a 
head shepherd, mm. you're meant to set a, a framework that allows people to be shepherded in your community. So how in your church, that? you probably might have elders. Yeah, how you've easy got, is that to do it when you've got like a, a mega church like Carl Lentz had? Yeah, you've, it's, it's, the, it's your discipleship program. So I know Hillsong, like they've got loads of local pastors. They have they had local cell groups and mm. stuff like those cell groups had leaders. So they had that. So for someone like Justin Bieber, he would directly, it's not, um, Carl Lentz definitely wouldn't have pushed him to someone else. Carl, Carl Lentz would have. Oh, yeah, and, it's, because, and it's public. Elitism, yeah. Carl Lentz went to his house, was doing well, prayer meetings in his I house, think, Bible yeah. studies, all of that kind of stuff. In his I house. think, this is my personal opinion, yeah. I think, Carl Lentz wasn't trying to mentor him. Carl Lentz was trying to cling to fame. That's what I think. If you've got Justin Bieber in your church, I don't think he's thinking, I want to be your mentor. I mm. think he's thinking, how can you help me push this ministry beyond what it is? Yeah. Whether you, you've got talent, you've got yeah. money, you've got connections. Yeah. So I want to roll with you. This yeah. is not, oh yeah, I'm Carl Lentz and yeah. I'm bigger than you, Justin Bieber, because I'm your pastor. Yeah. I think it's, wow, Justin Bieber, you're in my church. Mm. How can I make use of you? Mm. I'm an opportunist here. How can I make use of you? As opposed to mentor. Like, for example, it might be a bit hard because obviously you're not, in Carl Lentz, you're not in Carl Lentz's position. Yeah. But let's say um, a, a Harry Panero came to your church. Or a young Philly came to your church. I won't say chunks, obviously. He's, well, yeah, a chunks. Any one of these, you know, you kind of get my point, innit? Let's say one of them, um, they changed, they're no longer Muslim, they now come to your church. Are you now going to think to yourself, oh, I want to start mentoring Harry Panero? I don't think you would. You might cling to him. You might get close to him because he's Harry. But I don't think you're going to think, oh, yeah, let me mentor him. No, but... At the end of the, from a pastor's perspective, you have to see, even if you have a big church, whether big church or small church, you have to see him as one of your sheep. If you're going to directly do it, that's, I mean, yeah, it, it depends. That's, that. it really depends. I think it would make more sense because of someone of that level of visibility and maybe your strength in the area of discipleship, maybe to be able to do, so let's say, for example, you know, um, Let's use another example. Stormzy, for example. Mm. Um, if he comes to your church, I think it would be more responsible for a lead pastor to go, If even if it's not the lead pastor, at least one of the more senior leaders to look out for him because, let's say in a local cell group, for example, you might have people that are only going to come to the cell group because Stormzy's there. Mm. So there's a level of shepherding where you have to protect them enough from you know people that are just leeching people that are just coming to church because celebrities are coming to church but also you have a level of maturity that can support someone who has has reached a certain height mm. so for Carl Lentz and the Justin Bieber situation what was interesting is because there was a documentary about Carl Lentz as well that he was a very quirky guy he had known quite a few celebrities even before the Bieber situation he had known and Hillsong hired him because New York, loads of celebrities, da 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 He's going to bring a new dynamic to our church. The thing is, I, 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 it's going to be hard for me to disagree with what you said. I, I think you, I think there's a, there's, there was something in him that was really opportunistic. I, I, you know, as you said, I don't know him personally, but from his actions mm. and from what I've seen and the scandal that he's been in or the scandals that he's been in, does look opportunistic. Mm. But at the same time, as a with this example, if a celebrity does come to our church, I think it would be responsible for senior leaders to come up with some sort of mechanism to go for that level of or the space, the notoriety that that they're in. We have to be able to support them because we have the level of maturity mm. and 
and discipling skills. And sometimes, this is not to say though, because there's some local cell group leaders that are actually mature. But I think at the same time, if you're, let's say for example, cell group is at so-and-so's house, right? And Stormzy is coming to this person's house. Mm. And people say, yeah, Stormzy comes to our church and he comes to this cell group. Mm. Imagine how many people are going to rock up to your house, to your house on a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to use wit. There's wisdom here. So mm. definitely, there are. Le this is why people are skeptics when it comes to when you know certain leaders. Re this is why they call them celebrity pastors because mm. it feels like you're more connected with celebrities, and it's kind of like that's now your brand as opposed to somewhat a difference. I see is someone who's who's a pastor who's integral. Let's say someone like, mm, it's hard. I would say T.D. Jakes, even though because he's reached a height that's crazy, I would, I would see him as this because I would see him as this because I think he's more mature. As a pastor who knows celebrities, but he's very level-headed mm. in comparison to someone who's not re he's not had scandals about sleeping around or this, that, and the third and being immoral and whatnot. Whereas Carl Lentz was connected with celebrities, mm. lacked the maturity lacked the ability to handle himself in public spaces when it came to celebrities looked really opportunistic didn't tr really treat people right I think there's a difference mm. I would call Carl Lentz more celebrity pastor than T.D. Jakes people mm. might argue with me but the difference is for me is I feel like T.D. Jakes has learned as, a, as an old man in ministry he's learned mm. how to master fame he's learned how to master being around celebrities and not change mm, mm. unless maybe maybe you see something else but I don't I don't I don't see why T.D. Jakes needs to change when he's around celebrities yeah no I do I, I definitely do agree I think firstly I definitely do agree that if Stormzy was to come to your church yeah you definitely need to offer a one to one service yeah that's not someone like no offence to your wife or your brother yeah but I think that's definitely an area where you got you gotta say look I, I'm gonna have to make time because yeah. of everything that comes around it yeah um whether, whether you know, you like you said, you gotta give them a level of care, level mm -hmm. of protection. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like you know, like certain men from the hood, they they only want to speak to the pastor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they don't want to. They, they got questions, and it's only yeah, for the pastor. The pastor yeah. <laughs> I think I just re I realize that hood men they respect pastors so much that they want to yeah. speak to the pastor. Yeah, they don't know yeah, yeah, They're not interested. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll hit the pastors with some mad questions. Yeah. Like, but yeah. if Jesus is real, then why did, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, yes, yeah, only the pastor because that's the person that they're hearing from every week. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely do agree that, yeah, that one-to-one -one, um, service is definitely there. I think from the Bishop Jakes, the celebrity part, people definitely disagree with you. Yeah, for sure. I know, I know <laughs> people, people definitely I know disagree people, with you. Yeah. Um, however, I do agree as well. But, and that's probably because he's, he's level of maturity though. Yeah. Like yeah. he's been, he's been in the game for a very, very long time. Yeah. His level of maturity, I think he understands and he knows how to differentiate between the celebrity lifestyle yeah. and obviously his church, his ministry, yeah. his, um, his core values. I yeah. think he's obviously been able to do that well. Whereas I yeah. think someone like Carl and other people similar, yeah, maybe yeah, they're yeah, a lot yeah. younger, yeah. it's easy to get sucked into the lifestyle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. Carl probably even looks at Justin Bieber. Whereas mm -hmm. Bishop, Bishop, as old as he is, he's not yeah. really trying to fit in. It'll be interesting to see like more of the younger people, like how Mike Todd does, for example. Right. Um, not saying he doesn't have influences or celebrities in his church, he probably yeah. does. yeah. But how would he cope if, I don't know, um, some celebrities went to his church? How would he cope if Drake attended? Or mm. how would he cope if, I don't know, like some some influencers or some models attending his church? Yeah. What sort of impact, what sort of effect would it have on him? Because yeah. he's uh, he's probably, I don't know, 38, 30, I don't know how old he is, but... Yeah, he's, I think he's, yeah, late late 30s, I think. Yeah, so how would, how would it impact him? Yeah. 
Whereas, obviously, someone like Bishop T.D. Jakes, he's like, he's as old as he is. Yeah. I think it's very, very, he's got that level of maturity. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas, yeah. younger, if you're like below 45, mm. it's very easy to want to live the same lifestyle yeah. that these influencers are living because yeah. of how much money they have, mm. the wealth, the mm. access to different things, yeah. to, to women, to different things. Yeah. So that lifestyle is probably harder to live. Obviously, I'm not justifying Carl or any of their behaviours, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I can understand why there'll be a big um, disparity between yeah. someone like that and someone like Bishop T.D. Jakes. Yeah. But I, I do think that's obviously, it's quite hard, obviously, when you've got um, celebrities and influences in your church because mm-hmm. it can shift the dynamics sometimes in yeah, terms definitely. of what you're preaching about, um, what you talk about, the sort of things that you do. Mm-hmm. Like, even in my church, there's, there's quite a few, I wouldn't call them influencers, but there's quite a few, like, young, what the, what yeah, the world will call names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe because, obviously, through, like, lockdown, loads of people just like, oh, yeah, I need a church, I need a church. Mm-hmm. Things was going on, things was happening. Yeah. And then quite a few people, yeah, I see people tweeting about WT, and I'm thinking, oh, rah, really? I didn't, hmm. did, didn't know you was a Christian like that. Right based on like the lifestyle but it's good that you know you're turning into church for example mm. and obviously my pastor's aware that yeah. he's got influences in the church so when we do events like creative connects events for example for yeah. lots of connections and yeah. influence come together them sort of things have have an influence on things but obviously these people are not big enough influences where i can be like are they going to have an impact on how my pastor views things or yeah. have an impact on his lifestyle yeah um but you never you never know though that's the thing because it it obviously you know, your pastor's been in the game for a hot sec and, and True. I'm sure he's aware that, you know, these people have a certain level of influence anyway because you have to think, if someone's an opportunist, I don't need you to have a million followers before I can utilise someone who has a, a reach more mm. than I do per se. Yeah, true. If you've got reach more than me, let's say, you know, I don't know how many followers he's got on social media, but let's say, you know, I've got, you know, 5K, but you've got 50K. Mm. There's, you know... If if I was an immature, opportunistic person, mm. I would utilise the fact that you come to my church. Mm. I would utilise the fact that, you know, you've got a large following. Mm, because true. I see that I could... If you share me once, if you share me once on on your in your posts, I'm gonna I'm bound to get a few yeah, more followers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm going to play the game. So this is where we have to kind of be like... This is where, as leaders, we kind of have to check our intentions and check our, our hearts because any any sort of, and especially in this age, clout is, is, is a, what do you call it? Clout is a currency. Mm, so, so, so there will be leaders that, someone will come to them and go, oh, do you know what? That, you know, that popular, you know, influencer chef came to the church today. Or did you know that, you know, that fo- footballer from from Chelsea Academy came to the church today? The before you yeah. know, like, before you know it, it's like someone who's immature will be like, I need to I need to speak to that person. Not because you actually care about them, but because mm. you can see that, ah, you know what? Ah, there's something here that I can get out from this. Mm. Whereas someone who's actually a true shepherd, even if they did have popular people in their church, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, this person has come into the church. That's fine. Let's see how we can support them for and disciple them so that when they go into their spaces like they can be the light where they are Mm. and you don't need to see and that's why i love there's certain there's certain pastors there's certain church leaders that you will never know who they're connected with because Mm. they've never taken a public picture or whatnot but they are influencing some they are influencing i think i think think that's good i do think that's good and i know those pastors exist i think that's good so 
I think when when like leaders passes to start taking pictures with celebrities, it kind of makes you think, yeah, this is a clout move. <laughs> this is definitely a clout move, unless you've got that good of a relationship, right? Do you know what I mean to take pictures yeah. of celebrities and put it on? Yeah, you must have a great enough relationship to take that and put it on social media. Right. If you don't, it's definitely a clout move because you <laughs> what know. About, what like, let's say let's say I went to a basketball game and I saw LeBron James and I took a picture with him. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine, club. But I took a picture. If I went, to, if I went to an Arsenal game and took a picture with I don't know Saka, Odegaard, or whatever, that is, is yeah, that club? It's just no, that's it's just a post for Instagram. Well, that's different. But if you take a picture with Bukayo Saka, yeah, maybe if you take a picture of Bukayo Saka in your church, bro, after okay, service, okay, you know, okay, doing okay, um, okay, fellowship okay, after yeah, church. Yeah, I hear that. Okay, yeah, that's put, different. No, no, that's club. Yeah, no, because you know you're going to get Eddie Kete coming to your church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to get Reese Nelson coming to yeah, your church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, the man never going to feel right. That's what Saka's got. Oh, let me check it out. Yeah, nah, and you know that. you're going to get a flock. Your followers are going to go up like, wow, this is because Saka's pastor. Yeah, yeah, Sky no, that's different. But Sky Sports will come to your church. Yeah, yeah, to interview the next World Cup. I always knew. I always knew that he was bound for greatness. That's what you'd be saying. Dubai will study together every Thursday. <laughs> That's what you be saying, bro. Yeah, nah, it'll be it'll be a great move. You now become Bukayo pastor. Yeah, when, we, when Arsenal win the league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, now prayed, say... we used to do night vigils, <laughs> exactly. and, and God told us that they were gonna win. Nah, I hear that. I hear that. Exactly. For sure. For sure. For sure. Obviously, we we'll just we we'll just wrap up, but yeah. I definitely I do definitely do think, um, Man City like any other like le- uh, leaders, influencers. It's it's challenging, man. It's challenging yeah. because, like you said, if you are called to the church and to and to the industry or to the world, right. for striking that balance, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously, you need to be able to do what you're called to do, but at the same time, you don't want to lose yourself. Some yep. people have lost themselves. Yep. Um, even on a smaller scale, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. some Christians, for example, you get some fame or you get recognized from people in the world. All of a sudden, you're not even on a Christian thing anymore. You're yep. just outside smoking, drinking because. <laughs> You was invited to that lifestyle, and yeah. the lifestyle has changed you. So I definitely do hear it's it's, it's techie. Mm-hmm. Like to anyone out there, if you are if you are thinking, hmm, am I called to the church? Am I called to the world? It, it definitely is techie because you can easily get swallowed up by by the world, babe. Because hey, the stuff that the world offers, it glitters, man. Yep, it glitters. Mm-hmm. They offer money. They offer they offer women. They offer men. Mm-hmm. They offer fame. They offer stability, security. What the world offers is quite a lot. So yeah. Which which is why, sorry to, to to cut you off, but which is kind of why going back to the initial point of trying like Man City, which is why people are probably some genuine but some out of some it's just malicious. Some people like is it, is it just like is it the money? Is it the fame? Is it the cloud?